Maybe you've heard people vaguely talk about seasons. I know in my book, Minimalist Homeschooling, I'm often talking about seasons. And when I talk about scheduling, I talk about scheduling for the seasons. So what does that really mean? Today, let's get a little philosophical about what seasons are, how they look, how they feel, and let's get a little bit practical about how that looks in a homeschool, how that operates. I'd love to give you some insight, encouragement, and empowerment today, so let's get started. Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of the Simple is the New Smart membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is the place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm, and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence, and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I am so glad to be back with you guys. I took a little break this summer to refresh and restore, and here we are back again. And I think this is the perfect time for me to talk a little bit about the idea and the concept of seasons. So seasons is a term that I use pretty freely and liberally throughout the book Minimalist Homeschooling, and it's something that I refer back to often in these podcasts, that we change by the seasons, we focus by the seasons. And today I want to talk more in depth about this idea of seasons, why I think they're so important, how they can help us as parents, as human beings, and help our children as students and them as human beings, how it can make homeschooling easier, how it can make homeschooling feel more impactful and more valuable. So let's get started. What do I mean by seasons? So when I talk about seasons, I do it partially because if you've been with me for a while, you know, I published the book about four years ago and started speaking at homeschool conventions about four years ago. And if you have read, listened to what I talk about, I'm often trying to encourage and empower homeschoolers more so than give dogmatic rules. So discussing seasons originally started because I didn't want to say you do this for this quarter or this semester or for this number of months or for this number of weeks. Instead, I wanted everyone who I spoke with or spoke to to understand more that there wasn't this dogmatic rule of we do something for a certain amount of time that's prescribed by somebody else and then we switch for another prescribed amount of time, but rather that there is this ebb and flow to our days, to our months, to our years with our children. And part of the reason I'm a little philosophical is I just celebrated a birthday. And as I look back over my life, I realize that our lives go through seasons, right? I can look back at my childhood, which is very different from when I was a college and graduate student, which is very different from when I was newly married with no children, starting businesses, which is very different from my child rearing and childbearing years. And I know that in the future, I'm going to be in yet different seasons still. 
from where I am now in this child rearing stage. And I'm so thankful for all of those seasons. I'm so thankful for all of those experiences and they have compiled into making me who I am today. And it's hard to say, just like when we study history, it's hard to say that there was a definitive point or a definitive time where I ceased to be a graduate student and some suddenly became a wife, right? That, that transition wasn't a hard black and white transition. And the same is true in our homeschools. A lot of times we want to fit in the mold that we've been taught about grades, right? That we finish a grade, we take a break, and we go to a new grade. But once you start homeschooling, you really realize how artificial that construct is, right? Our children don't suddenly leap from being kindergartners to being first graders. It's a very gradual transition. We're often still reviewing things. They may be doing first grade work while they're kindergarten age. They may still be working on kindergarten things when they're first grade age. And in the end, it doesn't really matter because those constructs are useful in a school setting where we need to get mass amounts of children through. And so what I, the reason I want to talk about seasons is because I think it's really useful as homes schoolers to think more in these fluid terms, but also to understand that there are distinctions along the way, right? Child rearing and childbearing years are very different for me than the years I spent as a student myself, right? But at the same time, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still challenged in a lot of different ways, but yet the season is very different. So I know that in the Simple as a New Smart membership, a while ago, we did a book club on a book called Do Less, by Kate Northrup. And if you are interested in this topic and you want to read more, I highly recommend that book. It's specifically geared towards women and honoring this idea of seasons in women. And she makes a point that we have all these different types of seasons. So there are yearly seasons, right? We have spring, summer, winter, fall, right? Those seasons. But then also as women, we also have seasons throughout the month, right? We're on a monthly cycle. We are all as humans on a daily cycle as well. And within each of these cycles, whether they're macro on the yearly level, whether they're daily, right, on a more micro level, the sort of routine is the same. So the idea is that we go through these stages that are, first of all, a creative stage. Most often this is linked with spring. There's creativity, there's building, there's creation at its very core in the spring, right? Then we go into summer. Summer is characterized more by this idea of getting out there, putting yourself out there, being active, right? Engaging, connecting, sort of being a superstar. Whereas fall then is more about accomplishing things. This is when we harvest. This is when we check things off the list. This is when we start to prepare for the winter and store things up. And so fall has a sort of sense of productivity. And then winter has a sense of introversion and rest, right? And so the idea is that she links this then to our monthly cycle as well, that there are four weeks and we go through these same stages every month of feeling creative, feeling active, feeling productive, feeling introverted and needing rest. And so I have found in my life when I reflect and the first thing I would recommend is that you reflect on how your life already exhibits these sort of patterns, this sort of ebb and flow, because then you circle back after your introversion and your rest. Now you're ready to create again. So you go back into creativity and then you go into being active and getting all that creative stuff done, doing it. Then you go into finalizing it, like completing it in the fall and then you rest a little. 
and then your creative juices flow again. And so it's a cycle and we are going through it constantly. And we can see it in our days too. So you may have a certain time of your day where you feel most creative, another time of the day where you feel like being active, another time of the day where you feel like just it's time to get things done, finish them up, clean them up, and a time of the day when you want to rest. And it's not going to be the same for everyone. Just like I've found that summer is more likely to be my time of rest. I don't necessarily follow the seasons in the way that they sort of display themselves on the earth. I've found, for example, that my summer is much more restful and my fall is more creative and my winter is actually when I'm most active and I wanna do things and get things done, right? And then my spring is when I'm ready to finalize things, right? I'm ready to check everything off of my list and go into more rest for the summer. And a lot of that has to do with the way my schedule goes as far as the demands in our business and those sorts of things. And so I wanna give you permission to reflect on how this cycle plays out in your own life. When are you creative? When are you active? When are you finishing things up and wanting things to be cleaned up? And when do you need to rest? And the same is true for our children. Our children thrive when we give them this sort of cycling also, that we're not constantly expecting them to be creative, that we're not constantly expecting them to be active, or we're not constantly expecting them to be productive. And so another way I like to think of these four cycles is we can think of our winter or our introversion time as a time to consider our health. This is when we rest then the creative time can be more of a personal growth time. This is when I identify what challenges I have or what challenges I want. This is a time for insight and this is a time for brainstorming. All of those things that go into creating something, sort of the prep work for creation. Then we have engagement during the summer, so more like connection with people. And then finally, our fall, quote unquote fall, and again, it may not mimic the actual seasons on the earth, is our time for accomplishment. When we do we really want to feel like we accomplished something? And again, this can go monthly as well. And so Kate Northrup goes through how, you know, each week of our month also has these characteristics. And we see this cycle play out throughout our lives. And this has been really helpful for me because it has absolutely given us permission to honor how we are feeling in our homeschool and to understand that there's still a lot going on, even if we're not constantly in that accomplishment, productivity, fall season, the creative parts, the engagement parts, the active parts, the rest parts are all still very useful. And when we honor each of them, they are all better for it right? Because when we rest, our creativity will be much better. And when we have that time to be creative, then our action is going to be influenced by that creativity and our action will be that much more purposeful. And if we've taken action, then the productivity of the fall becomes that much more impactful. And then we rest again because we need it and because it then goes to serve additional creativity. So that's the philosophy behind this idea of seasons and how this can look in our homeschool. If we're going to talk about how homeschooling looks during each of these seasons, I want to go over some ways that we can see this playing out in the way that we learn and the way that we teach. I don't want these seasons. However, I I need to give a big like warning here. 
I don't want your seasons to turn into a new rigid checklist. I don't want you to be like, oh, it's summer. Now I need to be planning all active things. I would much rather you use this as a tool that you could reflect on it and you could identify where you already have this sort of cycle in your life and that you can really use it to your advantage. This is not designed to be a new checklist where you now have to worry, well, what season is it of my month? What season is it of my year? What am I supposed to be doing right now, right? We want to avoid these ideas of what should we be doing? What are we supposed to be doing? But rather to say, where are we? What's valuable now? How do we make the most impact with where we are right now? So if we're just aware, first and foremost, of what kind of season that we're in and what kind of season our children are in, here are some ways that that can then play out in our homeschool. So if we are looking at something like connection, so let's start with summer, right? This summer season, this idea of connection, this idea of being active, it's pretty obvious, guys. We would then choose more engagement, more social activities, more group classes or group projects or co-op. We would do things like field trips. We would do projects, things that put ourselves out there in the world, right? Our kids may do more sports. They may do drama or other sort of exhibit activities where they are exhibiting their talents and they are also engaging with others and being social. When we're then moving into fall and we're talking about productivity, a lot of times in our homeschool, this looks more like bookwork, formal classes that we sign up for, things that we can check off of a list, purging, decluttering, organizing, all of these are fall sorts of activities. We finish projects, we finish books, we finish our to-do list. Then when we move into winter, we're focusing now on rest. This looks more like reading. This looks like unschooling. This looks like watching videos. This looks like giving ourselves and our children a lot of free time. This looks like student-led learning in the winter. And it looks like there's a huge emphasis here on our health, our mental health and our physical health. Then we move into the spring season or the creative season. This looks like personal growth. We're really emphasizing creativity. We are letting our children build, bake, write, perform, more student-led unschooling, project-based learning. All of that works really well in this spring season. Handicrafts, life skills, arts, crafts, engineering, science experiments. Science experiments are great in the summer and they're great in the spring, right? Because we are doing these sort of engaging and creative ideas, but a lot of writing in the spring season. And again, I use these season labels very loosely. It may not be your spring, right? So I've already said our spring, quote unquote, happens more in the fall in our homeschool. When we're first starting a new year after we've rested all summer, we're more likely to want to do all the projects and the experiments. We have a new zeal for getting started with our new year. And that's really what this quote unquote spring season is like. There's this enthusiasm for life in the spring. And then there's an enthusiasm for action in the summer, right? And then the fall is an enthusiasm for accomplishment, for productivity, for getting things done and organized and put away so that we can rest. So when, when I'm talking about this, something else that comes to, to mind is that, you know, number one, these seasons don't have to align with anybody else's season. That's the beautiful thing of homeschooling is that we don't have to align. We can really honor where we are and where our children are. And when we take on this idea of seasons, it's 
it becomes much easier to see when we're ready for a change in our homeschool. It becomes a lot easier to see that just because workbooks and formal classes worked really well for a while, it's okay to shift then to focus on something else, a different style of learning. So just because you really love field trips and you have all this zeal for science experiments for a few months and then it peters out, I want you to know that that's kind of to be expected, right? So this is normal, this idea that we may be all enthusiastic, we may be completely organized, we may be purging, we may be decluttering, and then it peters out and so many of us beat ourselves up because we're like, oh, why can't I just stick with it? We, we tell ourselves that maybe we're undisciplined, we tell ourselves that maybe we are inconsistent or that we can't stick to a routine. And I'm here to tell you that that is the routine. Ebbing and flowing between formal classes versus hands-on activities versus rest versus reading and documentaries and those sorts of introverted things. And then cycling back to more creative, enthusiastic expressions of our learning and back on so on and so forth. This is a normal cycle. And what we have been taught to think is normal, which is you do the same thing every single day all year long until the bell rings, that is artificial. That is unnatural for us. And so in homeschooling, if you feel like you're doing something wrong because you feel like you have ADHD in your homeschooling because you're not sticking with things longer than three months, maybe you are gung-ho with the notebooking and then suddenly you fall into, we just want to read all day. I'm here to tell you that that is a natural flow and a natural cycle for how we are as human beings. And so the other issue that I think I see in a lot of homeschoolers is this desire to be constantly in the productive and accomplishment stage. So we feel like we constantly need to be in the checklist stage. And remember, I I said that's formal classes, that's book work, that's checklists, that's being organized, finishing projects getting the to-dos done. And I would argue that the reason that we feel like we have to constantly be in that season is because that is the season that is typically demanded year-round in the public school setting, where everything is based on accomplishment and productivity, right? All of our performance reviews, our report cards, whether or not we are succeeding or failing is determined by this productivity stage of our lives, right? And there isn't a lot of grace or praise given for the other seasons, right? So we grow up, especially if you grew up in a public school system or just a traditional American family, a lot of times the emphasis is on the productivity. And while the creativity may be praised, it's not given the same weight as the productivity in a lot of families. One, I want to sort of break that that stereotype that productivity is the only valuable season of our life. And instead, I want to remind everybody that regardless of what season you are in, great things are happening. So I've already told you that each season is better when we honor the season prior to it. They build on each other, right? And we need this cycle in order to have the most impact and to honor the purpose and the value of our life, right? Because if we never slow down and we never rest, if we never take that time to be pensive, if we never take the time to be creative and write and think about all these big ideas that we have, then it's much easier to stagnate. It's much easier to ignore our purpose and to sort of go through the motions. 
And that is not what any of us wants. We start to feel burnt out, honestly, if we stay in that productivity stage and if we don't give ourselves time to identify our purpose and to align with our purpose and we're just constantly going through the motions, that's when I see burnout and that's when I see people who are unhappy homeschooling or parenting or really doing anything is when we we fixate on the productivity aspect of things. It reminds me of when I was younger, I did gymnastics. And there was a term that we used, we would say that a trick finally clicked. So here's what would happen. You would try to do something like a back handspring and you would have to build up to it, right? So first you'd have to get your back walk over and then you'd have to start learning all these different motions that go into creating a back handspring. And in the beginning, it was sort of robotic. It was very stiff. It was kind of uncoordinated and looked kind of like a jumbled mess sometimes, right? So sometimes there was some flailing going on. Sometimes there was some, you know, hitting your head on the ground going on. It really wasn't pretty, right? But we didn't give up. And eventually we would end up with this smooth, coordinated back handspring. And it's not really clear how that happens, how we go from, except for muscle memory and all those sorts of things, But in our minds, all we know is if we keep practicing and we stick with it and we keep trying to remember the three, four, five different things we're supposed to do and remember all at once, then eventually it will come together. It will click, right? So we'd say, oh, it finally clicked. Whether it was a handspring on the floor or a kip on the bars, if you guys have children in gymnastics, you know what I'm talking about. In the beginning, it's hard. In the beginning, it's clumsy, it's uncoordinated, it feels awkward, and the same thing happens for us as adults, and we see this in our children too. In the beginning, when they're trying to learn how to write, when they're working on, you know, pre-algebra, at first it's hard, at first it's clumsy, they're having to really work with it in their minds, it's not smooth, it's not coordinated. And when you look at the research of child developmental psychologists or psychiatrists or PhDs, they show over and over again that children's growth and learning, whether it's social growth, emotional growth, academic growth, is not linear. It does not happen in a linear fashion, but rather it takes jumps. So the children will look like they've plateaued for a while and then they jump. And if you're a homeschooling parent, you see this all the time. They're working on it, they're working on it, they're working on it, and then it clicks. And so I feel like these seasons really speak to that as well, right? We have this creative time where we are trying to put all the pieces together, right? When we're trying to remember the three, four, five different things we have to do, we're putting all these components together, we're building. Then we have the summer where we're practicing. We're active, active, active. We have the fall where we finally get it. It comes together. And then we have a winter where we rest We are satisfied with what we've accomplished. Maybe we keep practicing that smooth, coordinated thing. We get to rest in it for a while, feeling satisfied and accomplished. And then because we are beings who are constantly looking to improve, we are constantly growing whether we want to or not. We are constantly challenged either by challenging ourselves or being challenged by this world. Because of that, we are then forced into the next cycle of building something new that eventually will click. And I see this in our homeschools where we all, every single homeschooler out there goes through these phases where they feel like their school days are uncoordinated, they're clumsy, they're stiff, 
It's not quite fitting together. They're trying to remember all the pieces that have to go together into it. And you know what we do? We practice, we practice, we practice until it finally falls into place. It falls into place for a while. We settle into it. We enjoy it. We relax in it. And then because our children are constantly changing, because needs are changing, wants are changing, we go through the cycle again where suddenly our homeschool feels jumbled and uncoordinated again and we practice at it. And so I also want this podcast today to feel encouraging because every single homeschooler you see out there who seems like they have it all together, they did not get there without first trying to build and put all the pieces together, practicing, being active, doing those pieces over and over and over again until finally it fell into place. And I can almost guarantee that even those homeschoolers who seem like they have it all put together, they will probably go through the cycle again where something changes in their life and it feels hard and it feels uncoordinated again and they are going to have to try to build something, practice something, create something and then finally have it click into place. And so as teachers, I think it's good for us to see that in ourselves, but I hope that this is also a good reminder when we're with our children to understand that just like riding a bike, at first it seems really awkward, right? They're trying to remember how to keep their balance. They're trying to remember to pedal their feet. They're trying to remember to look and to steer where they're going, not to look at their feet. There are a bunch of things to remember at once and eventually it all clicks. And so when our children are learning, it's easy for us to get frustrated because we don't see the productivity. We don't see the accomplishment. We don't see that fall season constantly. Sometimes our kids are just practicing. Sometimes our kids are still trying to put the kid pieces together. But just like riding a bike, once it clicks, they will never go back again to not knowing how to do it. They will never go back again to being awkward again on a bicycle, right? So we keep moving forward. And the same thing, all those days I practiced my back handspring and it was an awful mess, like really this awful clumsy mess. It didn't mean that on those days I wasn't getting stronger, I wasn't getting more flexible, I wasn't getting closer to a goal. During the seasons when it feels like we're not at the goal, we're not completing the goals, it doesn't mean that we're not moving closer to those goals. And so focusing only on that fall season of productivity isn't really fair to us or our children because those seasons of creating and being creative and coming up with ideas and then taking action on those ideas are really, really valuable and they are still moving you towards that goal of productivity. And so we see seasons even within a subject for our children and they may not be in the same season for every subject, but it's gonna be really great if we can honor where they are in that subject at that moment and give them grace for progressing through all of the seasons for whatever it is that they're working on in that moment. And so the last thing I wanna say when we're talking about these seasons is more of a practical application. So when I'm talking about seasons in your homeschool, I'm usually talking about scheduling. And I'm saying we schedule for a season. So whenever you're scheduling, I would recommend that first you think about where are we? Are my kids acting like they they need creativity? Do I Is that what I need? Is that what I want to be investing in? Do I wanna be investing in hands-on thing? Or do I just need to feel like we have checked things off the list? Or do I feel like we need to rest? 
We need to snuggle up. We need to be reading the books. We need to be watching the movies. I need to be just letting them take the lead and learn whatever they want to learn. I really want to try unschooling. It is okay to be in any of those seasons. And I think that's when we have really valuable homeschools and really impactful homeschools when we can honor the season that our children are in and that we are in. Because sometimes I'm not up for field trips all the time, but sometimes I really am. And that's, and that's okay. Other times I really like the sense of productivity and that's okay. Other times I really just want to snuggle up and I want to bake cookies with my kids and I want to read books and that's okay too, right? Because all of that is still working towards the goal. And what is the goal in homeschooling? Learning. The goal is learning and understanding that each of these seasons compound together and feed off of each other and help support the next season gives us that permission and that encouragement to keep moving forward and to see that every season gives us progress. So with that, I am wishing you all the simple things. Go ahead and make sure you subscribe to this podcast and I will see you soon. Bye now. If you'd like to help the Simple as a New Smart podcast be visible and easily found by other homeschoolers looking for simple, I hope that you will leave a great review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe and tell a friend. Thanks so much.